On July 4th, 1776, one of the most prolific and profound documents in the course of human history was written. The Declaration of Independence, the document that would announce the independence of the British colonies from Great Britain. It would mark the start of the United States of America and give way to the creation of the greatest nation in the course of human history. On today's episodes of The Founder's Thoughts, we will dive into the events that led to the Declaration of Independence being written and the Articles of Confederation that would follow and what they meant for our fledgling nation. Patriots, my name is Jonathan Hewitt, and this is the Conservative Voice Show. So let's just get right into it. We'll start with the events that led up to the Declaration of Independence. That really, really nice piece of paper that says, Hey, Britain, guess what? We're no longer a part of you, right? And that's kind of where our journey as an official country began. So to understand how we got to the Declaration of Independence and how we got to the Constitution that we are today, we got to look at some things in history that kind of led up to that, right? So I think the best place for us to start would be, as we all know, the colonists came over here, landed on the east coast of America, on the eastern seaboard, and that's where they kind of laid their claims. Well, what eventually happened was there was this war called the French-Indian War that uh, Britain and had become like a part of, and then that the colonists eventually fought in as well. Well, at the end of this war, it had taken a huge economic toll on Great Britain. And they believed that because the colonists benefited from the war and sort of part, partook in it, that they should be responsible for paying for it. Well, the colonists disagreed. And so the way that Great Britain went about doing this was through a bunch of acts or laws regarding taxation that the colonists were not just disagreed with ultimately. So I'm going to go over some events, tell you a little bit about them, and these are going to be the pretty much the catalyst to what started not, not only the American Revolution, but the Declaration of Independence, which was the very first kind of like starting document, I guess you could say, for the official starting of the United States. So in 1765, there was something known as the Stamp Act. So what the Great Britain pretty much did is that any piece of literature or anything printed on a piece of paper in the colonies had to be like taxed. So a tax had to be paid on whatever it was. Well, the colonists disagreed, and eventually it got repealed. Uh, following that, there was a, the Boston Massacre, which I'm sure we're all aware of if you've gone to like any high school like history class in the last 30 years. Pretty much there was seven British soldiers and a whole bunch of colonists, and the colonists surrounded the... Uh, Soldiers, and then the soldiers ultimately ended up opening firing, killing um, some members of the colony, some colonists. Um, and, se- and that was in March of 1770. And then you have this really, really famous one, right? Which was the Tea Act, which pretty much said that Boston said, well, I don't care what you say. I'm going to import my tea because we're Britons and we eat tea and crumpets. And you're a colonist of Britain, so you're also going to eat tea and crumpets. Well, in December of 1773... The righteous colonists dressed up, thinking it was Halloween, dressed up as Indians and tossed those 
some 9,000 pounds of tea into the Boston Harbor, which would come to be known today as the Boston Tea Party. That was in December of 1773. Well, Britain did not take this very happily. They said, not my tea. You can mess with anything you want. You can jack around with anything that you want to jack around with. You can say no to my stamps. Hey, you can even taunt us into killing you and then get mad at us. But you are not going to put my tea into the harbor. So what came next was something known as the Coercive Acts. It, they were from March to June of 1774. It's pretty much um, Britain putting their foot down saying, no, your colonists of our nation squeezed them and said, you're going to pay your taxes. So to understand the real like quarrel, I guess you could say, the colonists had with all these taxing laws to pay for the French Indian Wars that the colonists had no representation in Great Britain. So they're like, how are you going to tax us? But we get no say in what happens to us or what we get taxed for, how much we're getting taxed or any of that because they had no representations. So the course of acts happened and in the course of act was something known as the quartering act. Pretty much the act was probably the worst ones for them. It required the colonists to pay for the troops, for like Britain, British troops to be there. Now it didn't like, it wasn't like they forced their way in and they were required to let them sleep in their homes, but they were required to pay for their housing and for their food while they were in their colonies. And so following that, the colonists though said, absolutely not. Um, on July 2nd, what a lot of people don't know, July 2nd, right, of 1776, the Second Continental Congress voted on Americans' independence, right? So on July 2nd, the Continental Congress got together, said, yo, we're not about this life, and we're not going to let them tax us without representing us, and we're not going to have them coming in and making us pay for their soldiers, we don't agree with any of that. We want our independence. So on July 2nd, the Congress voted for their independence. But they needed a document. A document was needed to formally say, hey, Britain, we don't want you. We want to be our own nation, and we're now separated from you. Thus, the Declaration of Independence was drafted. On July 4th, some of the most famous words in history of the world were written. Right? And we all know how this goes. And I'll just read you the first paragraph. I think that the, the, the probably the first paragraph of the Declaration of Independence is probably some of the most famous and politically charged, I guess you could say, and important words ever put to paper. So here it is. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. A dissent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just 
powers from the consent of the governed. So that is the first two paragraphs of the Constitution, right? When in the course of human events, I, I, I'm going to tell you, we're just going to take a break from all this right now. You're going to see some honest, candid talk right here. I don't know what happened between 1776 and 2021, but I don't know why we don't write the same way that we used to, right? Like when you read founding like documents and letters between the framers or like James Madison's notes or the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, the, the Federalist Papers, the Anti-Federalist Papers, news, like Americans, patriots, hey, listen to me real quick. What in the heck happened? How do we go from talking like that to y'all, dog, what's good, man? Let's talk, bruh. Like, what What are we doing? What are we doing, right? All right, so back to the Declaration of Independence. So the, the Declaration of Independence was written, and then the Declaration was then sent to a printer by the name of John Dunlap, where 200 copies of it was printed. It would not be actually until August 2nd, 1776, where all 56 members of the Continental Congress would sign the Declaration of Independence. I think it should be also noted that when they voted on it back on July 2nd of 1776, it was a unanimous vote from the Continental Congress. It wasn't like it was split or anything like that. No, it was 100% unanimous said, hey, Britain, we don't want you. We're going to be our own country. And this is how America begins, right? What a lot of, another thing that a lot of people don't know about the Declaration of Independence was it did not predicate the American Revolution, right? Like, I'm sorry, it, like, the Declaration of Independence did not come before the Revolutionary War actually started. The American Revolutionary War actually started on April 19th, 1775 in Lexington and Concord and was actually another driving factor in the drafting of the Declaration of Independence, right? So it'll be almost a year and a half after the start of the American Revolution, that the Declaration of Independence is actually signed by all 56 members. So, now that we have our new nation saying, hey, we're separated, right? Now we have to form it. We have to find, have some kind of base on what is going to guide our new nation. And this is the point where America actually wrote its first constitution. That's right. We had two of them. And... A lot of people think, oh, well, we have one constitution that stands forever. Well, we weren't that good, at least not to start off with. So here's where we get the Articles of Confederation. The Articles of Confederation were the first constitution. Um, they limited federal power, mainly because the colonists had just left British rule and they did not believe or trust a large overarching government as they were afraid that it would slip back into monarchy. All the powers were given to the state. There was no executive branch. There was no judicial branch. It was very, very, very weak, actually. And this led to some key problems with it, right? First of all, Congress could not regulate trade. There was no common currency between the states. And the federal government had no power of taxation. And believe it or not, even back then, 247 years ago, 246 this year to be exact, uh, nothing could happen without money, so we can imagine how that could be, pose an issue when the, the federal government that's supposed to be uniting the 13 colonies, well, now the 13 states, 
had no money to do so. All right, so the Articles of Confederation were written and created, and the American Revolution was raging on, and the federal government had no money. So that's where we're kind of sitting at right now, right? Um, if you wanted to know the Articles of Confederation were signed on November 15th, 1777, and then ratified by the colonies in, to becoming states on March 1st of 1781. So, as this is going on, Massachusetts ran into some issues. Right? On August 29th, 1786, the Shays Rebellion would start. And this is due to terrible economic policies that Massachusetts had that drove many farmers who had fought in the Revolutionary War into poverty and to lose everything. So these farmers got together and started to protest civilly. And when they did not get what they wanted back, they turned into what would be called today insurrections. They stormed and attacked courthouses, state capitals, and other government buildings. Well, the Massachusetts government called for federal help. But because the federal government had no real power, no way of making money, there was nothing they really could do. And the federal government pretty much said, hey, we're going to wash our hands of this and good luck. I wish you the very best. This also caused there to be a letter written to George Washington warning him of the rebellion and would actually spark what would be known as the Constitu Constitutional Convention, which we'll get to here in a second. So, finally, the Massachusetts government were able to get these farmers under control and get pretty much get them their land back. Many of them would be pardoned by a name that you guys are going to all recognize um, the new governor of Massachusetts, John Hancock. And this single event is probably the largest factor in what drove the uh, states into holding what would be known as the Constitutional Convention. George Washington, even though he came out of retirement, would be named the president of this convention. So on May 25th, 1787, one of the most important meetings of men to ever happen occurred. And that was the convening of the Constitutional Convention. And that, guys, is going to be it for today, right? So we have the Declaration of Independence, the events that led up to it, the Articles of Confederation, the primary issues with the Articles of Confederation, the driving factor that led us to the Constitutional Convention being that the Articles of Confederation were weak and that the federal government had no power in unifying the states. And so on our next episode of The Founders' Thoughts, we will take a deep, deep dive into the Constitution. There is a really, 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 really famous book um, of one of the notes I mentioned earlier, James Madison's notes. And it's pretty much like a book of all the, pretty much like meeting minutes of the Constitutional Convention. We'll dive into what that says, what it says about the Constitution, the debates that happened inside the Constitutional Convention, and everything that led up and went on to the creation of our Constitution today. So, as always, guys, thanks for watching. Make sure you subscribe to the show for more on how our great nation came to be. And don't miss, miss next episode, um, episode of The Founder's Thoughts. It'll be next Wednesday at 6 a.m., just the same. All right? And as always, guys, thanks again. If you have any comments, leave them down below. And until then, patriots, God bless.